Welcome to Rekindle the Promise, the podcast that's for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you are an entrepreneur still in the hunt, then you need a community of like-minded individuals who will help inspire you and lift you and help give you that oomph to help you to keep rekindling the promise. Today's episode is just for you. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sherry here and I'd like to welcome you back to today's Rekindle the Promise. These podcasts are focused at the aspiring entrepreneur, that person who is just starting out or maybe you've been in the game for a while but aren't quite experiencing the success you desire. Well, these episodes are designed to help to motivate you and to help inspire you and to help you stay the course to never give up on your dreams. As we've been making our way through these tips, I think you might be picking up on a theme here, right? It's been all about the other person. Some of you might be asking now, what does this have to do with me growing my business? How can I use these tips to increase my sales on my team? It's all about the other person. How can I do that? Well, that is basically the point. Each one of the tips in the 25 ways to win with people is focused on the other person. John Maxwell and Dr. Les Parrott are trying to help us to see that in order to win with people, it can't be all about us. We must be intentional about helping other people win. And as a result, then you'll find that you can win too. So let's continue on. Let's start with number 14. Do for others what they cannot do for themselves. By doing something for others that they can't do for themselves, you help expand your legacy way beyond your years because that person is going to carry the memory of your kindness for years and will share it with other people. And it really doesn't have to be anything big. It can be as simple as making a connection, introducing two people who have similar goals and perhaps can collaborate on a project and help them come together, can help boost their career, they're gonna be indebted to you. This is really one of my favorite ways to help. I love making a connection. When I'm talking with someone and they're sharing their desires and dreams with me, and I remember there's another person that I know who has something similar or someone that can help them, I always love to assist them to make that connection. I take great pleasure in helping to make that connection. And then I just step out the way and allow the magic to happen. It's just a wonderful feeling for me. That's one of my favorite. Number 15, listen with your heart. There is probably no more important skill that a leader can develop than the listening skill. President Woodrow Wilson is famous for saying, the ear of the leader must ring with the voices of the people. Yet how often have we seen any training courses for listening? Not many, if any. Especially in today's society, we got hurry up, multitasking, buzzing, chiming, talking, buzz ringing. It's everything's going on around us. And unfortunately, many of us aren't listening. Unfortunately, too many times listening means I'm just silently waiting over here for my chance to speak. So when you shut up, I can jump in. I'm listening. If I'm listening at all, it's so that I can use the ammunition to rebut your argument. And that's really not listening. I love what um, Mr. Herb Herb Cohen says. He's uh, often considered one of the world's best negotiators. And he says, effective listening, it requires more than hearing the words transmitted. It demands that you find meaning and understanding in what is being said. After all, meanings are not in words, really, but in people. 
Now, as a leader, you will have ample opportunity to make a major impact with your team by honing your listening skills. If you master this one skill of listening, your team is going to explode. Because as John says, what people really want is to be listened to, to be respected, and to be understood. Now, one of the great side benefits is that when the moment when people realize that they're being heard and understood, they become more motivated to understand your point of view. It draws them into you. So listening really does produce a win-win situation when you listen from the heart. Now, number 16 is find the keys to their heart. Now, this tip is so much like number 15, but you're, again, you're focused on their heart, listening with your heart and finding the keys to their heart. We must listen to find out what really matters to people. As a leader, you must realize that each of your team is at first an individual before they are a member of your team. But at the same time, they must be able to play the part with other with the larger team in order to be able to play in harmony. Peter Drucker, who's known as the father of modern man, uh, management, says leading people is a lot like conducting an orchestra. Think about that. I think that's a great analogy because think about it. Each instrument is an individual and has its own individual nuances. But then it must also play in harmony with the other instruments or it will, will ruin the entire musical piece, right? Now Drucker also says that the leader is like the orchestra conductor because the orchestra conductor must get to know the nuances of the variety of the different instruments in order to bring them together in the larger orchestra and have them play in harmony. I love that picture. I love that analogy. It is so true. And if you can do that and as a leader, you're gonna go very far. Number 17, be the first to help. Offering help to others is one of the first lessons to winning with people. Don't be so consumed with what it is, what's in it for me. Come alongside of the other and see how you can help them. I heard this story about um, Jesse Owens in the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin. Uh, the Olympian Jesse Owens uh, had three world records in one day. That major compliment, accomplishment. However, when Owens was faced, he was faced with great pressure during that time. If you remember, that was in um, Germany and Hitler and his fellow Nazis wanted to use the competition to establish their Aryan superiority. And uh, Owens, a black man, could sense the hostility toward him. And during the games, Owens was trying to qualify for the finals. His confidence was shaken. When he looked over and he saw his competitor, a tall German, actually taking practice jumps in the 26 foot range. So his confidence shaken, uh, Owens went up and he fouled twice in his jump attempts. And he only had one more try and he would foul out. Then he noticed this tall, this same tall German approach him and introduced himself as Luce Long. Long then began to encourage Owens and gave him some tips. He told Owens that since the qualifying distance was only 23 feet, five inches and a half, all Owens had to do was come back, make a mark way beyond the foul line behind it and hit it and make the jump and he would never hit the foul line. Well, Owens did just that and went on. Now, right there in front of the watchful eyes of the Nazis, Long gave his opponent winning tips that helped him move past this hurdle or stumbling block. And Owens went on to win the Olympic record and earn four gold medals in those games. 
Now, Long was one of the first to come over and celebrate Owens. And imagine that right in front of the Nazis. He was willing to help even in the face of danger. Owen, when Owen speaks of that day, he says finally, I would melt down all the medals and cups that I have won and they would not be plating on the 24 karat friendship that I felt toward Luce Long because of what Long was willing to do for him. So that is so important. Think about it as you step out to help grow your team. Come out, help someone else. I hope these tips blessed you today. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to today's Rekindle the Promise. Remember that your hopes and your dreams are worth the battle. Keep hope alive and stay the course. Make it a great day.